Mark and Dan. Mark and Dan. Podcast. Mark and Dan. Welcome back to another episode of Mark and Dan Meets World. I'm Dan Brown. And I'm Mark McKay. Mark, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing excellent. How are you, man? Mark, I'm just so disappointed in how you host this podcast. Well, maybe you should uh, take it up to the complaint department. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I will. <clears throat> what? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, guys. We are so excited to have you. We are recording this live. You're not listening to it live, but you're recording it live. <laughs> I thought you were going to go, we're recording this live in our studio Apartment Cleveland. <laughs> our wrestling fans out there will get that. That's out of our ten listeners. I guarantee you, all ten probably understand that joke. Uh, <laughs> but today we're talking about Boy Meets World season two, episode eighteen, by hook or by crook. This aired February seventeenth, nineteen ninety-five. It got seven point eight out of ten on IMDb with one hundred and sixty likes. Mark, this is truly Eric's first starring episode. Yeah, I really enjoyed how they kind of took away and then they just put kind of Corey in the background. I'm pretty sure it's because they say it's uh, he had mono, but I'm pretty sure his voice was changing. So that I'm glad they put him in the background and then they kind of put Sean in the background and then just focus on Eric because I really appreciate the Eric episodes because we we get very few of those. So, I mean, this is just a nice breath of fresh air. I agree. I, I just kind of want to like just dive right into this episode because we, we do really see what the episode's about. Kind of starting off with this first scene when when Eric and Jason, they come home. Uh, they have all these books about Europe because they're planning to backpack through Europe uh, during their summer break. And then that's when mom and dad dropped the bomb that Mr. Feeney talked to them and they told, told Eric that he can't go to Europe uh, with the bad grades that he has. Um, and Eric's kind of depressed because he has, you know, backpacking through Europe, live $5 a day on Europe, uh, nude beaches in Europe. And Eric is just so upset that, you know, he needs his hands on experience in Europe. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> a fun little uh, booby grabbing joke <laughs> in Point Needs World. And they tell him that he needs a B average. And really, this is what sets the, the precedent for the rest of the episode. Eric wants to go to Europe so bad, he needs to raise his grades. And what's he willing to do to do it? Mm -hmm. And it's not that tall of an order all you have to do is just get a b that is just like you don't have to like be a fucking genius you just have to get good enough yeah that's you're all right. they're asking i was about there were times when i was in high school if i came home with a c my parents were throwing a party uh yeah exactly <laughs> but then the next scene we kind of see what the b story is going to be about sean tells topanga that Corey is sick uh, Topanga's wondering just how sick he is and it's, you know, it's film day and sex ed and Topanga goes, oh dear, uh, <laughs> which the films they show in, show in sex ed are never really anything that good. Like I remember they were like, oh, okay, this is what gonorrhea looks like on a penis. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> I remember giggling so hard in high school <laughs> at the sex ed stuff. I don't know why I, I would probably still giggle because I'm a fucking child. I probably would too. Uh, but Mr. Turner comes in. He accidentally mixed his briefcase on the bus. He has to track down the lady with the twins because she has the test and he has uh, the <laughs> she ha he has a couple of bottles of milk, which shame on Mr. Turner. He should have realized that that was not the briefcase immediately. Yeah. And I have like my bag. 
let alone like swapping it with a stranger. And it served no purpose to the script. All it really was was just him going like, yeah, my bike got smashed. Yeah. <laughs> like, so why the fuck do you have somebody else's bag? Like, you're not even going to explore that, that plot point. Well, I mean, they could have just had him run into class late instead. You know what I mean? So now there's these poor yeah, twins yeah. with nothing to eat. Uh... <laughs> so we're supposed to assume that in Mr. Tur- in Boy Meets World, world that there's two, two twins out there who are going hungry because they have no milk. And I bring this up because there's so many of these like little plot points that like sitcoms bring up and, and then they never dress. Uh, have you ever watched the show Punky Brewster? Like no, the I never have. Show? No, I, I, I watched it when I was a kid. And then uh, so since I got Peacock, I, I've been kind of like checking out random episodes of Punky Brewster. So there's this episode where uh, there's a serial killer on the loop people in Chicago. And uh, so Punky is afraid that Henry is going to get killed by the serial killer. So like the whole thing's about fear. And then uh, Henry eventually goes, oh, Punky, don't be afraid. Just, you know, stick to yourself, you know. <laughs> and, and then – they just end the episode, and then the next episode, they just go into whatever. I was like, I watched the rest of uh, season two that episode was on, and I'm like, they never addressed that the serial killer is still running around in Chicago. Uh-huh. So much like the monkey Brewster, there's two twins just dying of hunger because they didn't get any milk because Mr. Turner stole the mother's bag. Well, hopefully Mr. Turner will never steal their bag again because Sean comes by and gives him a card for his Uncle Mike's repair shop. And apparently Sean's just keeping all of his uncle's cards in his back pocket (laughs) for any given circumstance. Attention, Mark and Dan Meets World listeners. The suburbs of Cleveland, Ohio are about to meet their match when three best friends have come across hardships on trying to make their dream movie. Follow Craig, Jamie, and motherfucker Dave as they beg, borrow, and steal their way to achieve legendary status only on Mark McKay's indie comedy hit, Suburban Legends, Life on the Rainbow Road. Starring Sean Manos, Mary Lee Osborne, Matthew Phillips, Josh Miller, Haley Madison, and a special appearance by Lloyd Kaufman. I have one question for you. Are you ready to be a Suburban Legend? Available now. On storeenvy.com slash Mark McKay's gimmick table. That's storeenvy, S-T-O-R-E-N-V-Y.com slash M-A-R-K-M-A-C-K-A-Y-E-S gimmick table. The next scene is in Mr. Feeney's class. He's going over what's going to be on the test. Um, Eric raises his hand and asks if they need to know who won the French Revolution. To which Mr. Feeney responds, yes, you, you'll need to know by how much, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then this was great. So we never see this next character again, ever, for the, for the life of the show. But we really don't need to. And they're wondering, hey, maybe Feeney will give us a break. And you see him talking to this kid, and he tells him, it's not an F, it's an F+. plus. I can't read your handwriting. Nothing is legible. Uh, nothing makes sense. However, you are my sister's son. Uh, <laughs> because he's his nephew. He says, I'll see you at Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> and he has no lines. We don't even get to see his face. Yeah. It's just some dumb kid that, that <laughs> Feeney just sends out in the hallway. How old is his sister? 
I'm assuming yeah, it's got to be a younger that's sister. That's a teenage kid. Yeah, like Has a, a sister be. maybe like 10 years younger than he is. This is the only thing I can think of. But Eric and Jason talk to Feeney. They ask for B's in the next couple tests. They let him know that, hey, if you give us better grades, this is going to inspire us to study more. To which Mr. Feeney brings up a very good argument. Well, maybe we should give elephants pants. Because <laughs> then he'll be inspired to buy coats. I love that line. I love that line. Such a funny, funny thing to say. I think that would probably be the Mr. Feeney burn of the week. This has been the Mr. Feeney burn of the week. You just got burned. Somebody help me! But we see Mr. Feeney suggests that they study harder, and he also recommends them get a tutor. Uh, so right away, the next scene, Jason and Eric made Jason agree to see a tutor because he really wants to to go on this European trip. This is where we're going to meet Tori Hart. That's played by, I believe her name is Terry Ivins. She was on All My Children. And as this episode aired, she was 28 years old at the time. Damn. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So she, so she those, looks younger. So those, dirty but... thoughts, so those dirty thoughts I had watching this episode were uh, pretty spot on because she was still only like two years younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> well, she would have been legal as you watched it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, her name is Tori Hart. Yes. Uh, so this leads to the Mark McKay theory of the week where uh so tori's last name is hart do you remember maya's last name in girl meets world oh maya hart Maya Hart. okay so i think this is actually maya's aunt okay because we see her mom so i i'm just gonna throw it out there and say tori hart is maya's aunt well it would be her dad's sister then yes the one okay. See. That's a good theory. I, I can get down with that. The next thing that we cut to is Topanga bringing Corey his homework. Uh, Corey has mono. Topanga wants to know what girls he's been kissing and who he's been kissing. Uh, that's when Corey decides to fake pass out and <laughs> Topanga <laughs> leaves him. I, I like the second time he does it way better, by the yeah. way. Um, <laughs> but this was this was like a nice touch, a nice touch here just to introduce what that next joke is going to be uh, and make it even funnier and why we're not seeing Corey. Yes. Uh, So Tori gives Jason an assignment, tells him to study. She's very cold to Jason. Um, She's noticing that Eric is not paying attention to history. Um, She's explaining it to him that history is just beginning. And she suggests that they go somewhere so they can be in a more comfortable setting. Mm hmm. So the next thing we see, uh, Turner is over at Uncle Mike's. Apparently, Uncle, Uncle Mike got let go by UPS and opened up his own <laughs> <laughs> repair facility. Yeah, that episode was just a couple of episodes ago that we first saw. Was his name Lenny? Larry? Larry, but yeah. It was, that was eight yeah. episodes ago. That was two yeah. months ago. Yeah, and now he's back as um, you know, Uncle Mike. And I, I think this is the exact same set. That Tony with the Y, our boy Donald Gibb was in. I think it's the exact same set, or at least they I, I set dress it ask. the exact same way. I was about to ask. Um, I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's the same. Yeah, I'm. I'm almost positive it's the same. And they should have fucking got Donald Gibb to play Uncle Mike. That would have been, been amazing. Great. Yeah, I would have loved that. And you know what? Uncle Mike was ready to treat Mr. Turner like family, and that's when Sean stepped in and said, "No, not like family." 
And so it's going to cost Turner uh, $300, uh, you know, to get his bike repaired. That was the uh, that was the estimate, $300. And Uncle Mike lets Mr. Turner know that Sean's the scholar of the family, uh, which is no surprise. Uh, <laughs> so we cut to Chubby's and Tori tells Eric uh, that she likes him. Um, she uh, wants to help him study and she gives him a kiss. The next day, Eric and Jason are in school. They just took Feeney's test. They are, they're both feeling very uh, dejected. Um, each question apparently has 11 choices, which we do eventually find later. Uh, we'll explain where that next part comes in. Because Feeney likes to make the test all really, really hard. Eric was pretty upset. As hard he, as he can. Absolutely. 11 choices. I remember when, like, when we had a few of them where like teachers were like, okay, pick. It's one of the next seven. We're like, are you kidding me? We have to go yeah. through seven things. Give us the four. Well, I always like where it was like, you know, uh, D, option D was A and C. Option E was none of the above. And then option F was all of the above. And it was like, shouldn't E and F technically be <laughs> switched if that's yeah. the case? Uh, I'm just I'm making points out of nothing. Uh, <laughs> but Eric left half the, the test blank. Um, he blurts out to Jason that... Tori offered to give him the questions to the test when they were at Chubby's. Um, Jason got ex- Jason was pretty upset with him, but then he gets excited when Feeney tells him that he got a B, and then Eric got an A minus, and Eric starts to realize that something's going on. Had oh, you go ever had a tutor when you were in school? Um, not in high school. I saw a tutor for a couple things in college, but not for like long term. What about you? I- in third grade, I had a tutor because I was kind of like slipping in, in uh, schoolwork and stuff. And uh, so the teacher parted me uh, or partnered me with this girl named Sarah. And this girl, Sarah, she was like wicked smart. She was kind of weird. Like she came from like this. I don't know what religion they were, but they were like some sort of like one of those weird, almost cult like religions where like the women's have to wear dress and they they don't stand up to the um pledge of allegiance and stuff Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. uh but anyway like she was um just kind of like oddball and she was just kind of like kept to herself but she was super smart so the teacher like kind of put us together and then she was like well um mark is pretty like I'm, i'm had a lot of friends and stuff we always joked around so the teacher thought it'd be a good idea to pair me with her to kind of help her get some friends and also kind of improve my grades as well um and then like a this story kind of takes a sad turn because in 2011 i think she ended up committing suicide oh and which is hard but i remember going to her funeral and uh, I went up to her mom and her mom always showed up in school and her mom was friends with my mom. And then I was just like, Hey, do you remember me? She goes, yeah, you're little Mark, <laughs> little Mark pacing bag. Well, I just dropped my, my, my shoot name there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so she was just like, yeah, I remember you. Um, and I was just like, yeah, I, I never got to thank Sarah for how, how much she helped me in school because she definitely helped me like improved a lot of my grades. She helped me understand math. Like she didn't kind of like go, Hey, uh, here's how you do it. She just go like, let's break it down and let me make it simplify for you. And she kind of 
broke it down like to my level. So like I, it helped me understand math and English and history and everything. So I, I just want to say uh, thank you to, to Sarah for, uh, for helping me through, through school and learning. Yeah, that's a, that's a sad story, but I'm glad that Sarah had a, uh, a positive impact on your life. Mm-hmm. You know, certainly a little more positive than what Tori is going to have on Eric's. Yeah, Tori. Eric confronts Tori about it and explains, like, I don't understand how I got an A minus when I left half the test blank. And she was happy because she told him, she's like, oh, I didn't have to erase very many things. Then. Um, she doesn't think that Eric can get a good grade on his own. Eric's kind of upset. He says that he's not a bimbo. Um, and then he immediately walks into the girl's room. <laughs> uh, we cut back over to Uncle Mike's. Uh, Turner's happy with the bike. Uh, Uncle Mike did him a solid by getting rid of the serial number, which I actually don't see how that's <laughs> actually very helpful to anything at all. It's not like it's a stolen yeah. bike. <laughs> it's such, a, such a weird thing to like, do. Yeah, especially like, you know, Mr. Turner, like he's he's making a good good living as a teacher he put you know he paid a pretty good price for that bike it's a harley davidson but then uncle mike dishes out an estimate for fifteen hundred dollars and that's where uncle mike tells him maybe you should take it up with the complaint department uh and, <laughs> and sean gets mad at uncle mike um uncle mike's trying to tell him that this is a legitimate estimate and he goes labor sixteen hundred hours uh <laughs> If you don't know anything about it, that's a ton of hours. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sure felt like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He threatens Uncle Mike and he agrees to make it 300 bucks. So at least Turner gets his, his bike back at a reasonable price. Yeah. This actually leads us to the uh, sponsor of the week. Yo, mocking damn meets world listeners. Use wearing a wire. Use working with the cops. That we don't want your business. Here at Uncle Mike's Motorcycle Shop, we fix your motorcycle up real good, you know? We put in the man hours to do your bike up good. Like, 1600 hours. Or, or what it feels like, 1600 hours. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying. We just got the best deals in town. Only accepting cash only. Or VCRs or Super Nintendos for my little Shawnee. Uncle Mike's Motorcycle Shop. Where we treat you like family. <laughs> that was actually the only song I knew that had a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Baron Corbin's theme song. Uh, uh, I could have did that. <laughs> or, or, or Dean Ambrose's. Yeah. Generic theme song number seven. Uh, <laughs> We cut back to Eric. He's studying. It's at midnight. You know, it's midnight. He's studying. Dad's rather impressed by him. He calls Tori. She gives Eric the answers instead of actually trying to uh, tell him the areas of focus on the test. Um, this is where she pretty much just comes out and says, I have no faith in you. Um, we cut to Eric taking the test. You can hear in the background where she's giving him, like, you know, question one is D. Question two is F. Question three is r um really like break down how many selections feeney gave him and as feeney passes by eric looks down in his hand and and writes it down now i will say this i have cheated on a number of tests i've done this i'm not i'm not afraid to admit it you know it's been 15 years since i've been in high school 
I never did it anything like writing the, down the answers on your hand because now you're just asking for a way for somebody to catch you. What uh-huh. I used to do is I would write it down on a sheet of paper as small as possible. I would then, and you can cut, you can see it, Mark. I would then tuck it in the yeah. shirt and then have the shirt fold over it. So it doesn't look like anything except the folded over shirt. And then I do one of these things where I put my hand down on the test. I lean back a little bit. I kind of peek at the answers and then I move forward. Yeah. I I did almost the same thing where I wrote it down on a little sheet of paper, real mm-hmm. small as possible. And I used to wear wristbands. And then I would just slide it in my wristband and slide it out and then kind of peek at the answers. Yeah. Uh, but I never like had anybody like Tori where they just like outright gave me the answers mm-hmm. or had somebody fill it in. I, it was always stuff where they were just like the teachers were lazy. were like, just look at your old tests. The answers are in that. It's the exact same test. Yes. I'm just complying it. So you're like, oh, all right. If I just write down everything. I'm bound to hit one of these. You better watch out. You better not cry. There's a terrorist attack. It can only be saved by one guy and a St. Bernard. Dan Brown and Heyman save Christmas. That's right. Dan Brown, my co-host of Mark and Dan Meets World, has his full comic book series out and available right now. A real Scrooge of a terrorist blows up Santa's toy shop, putting Christmas in jeopardy. It's on a recently fired comedian and his trusty four-legged best friend to make sure Christmas is safe for all the boys and girls across the world. Dan Brown and Heyman, save Christmas. You can go to danbrowncomedy.com for more information. That's danbrowncomedy.com. Well, Eric comes home after taking the test, and the parents are proud of him, and they got him a hiking backpack because they know, hey, you know what would be great? Let's send a 17-year-old on his own to a foreign country to go <laughs> to go backpack. We're just encouraging this. Uh, Eric. Yeah. They've never seen Hostel. This is yeah. about 10 years before the movie came out. <laughs> well, Eric feels guilty. Um, he doesn't really quite say that he's feeling guilty, but he's like, I feel so good. I'm going to go back to school right now. Uh, we get to see Mr. Feeney's uh, office again. He's sitting on the he's sitting on the shitter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he goes over. He talks to Mr. Feeney, and he he asks him just a question about summer school. And Feeney realizes that something's up, and he tells you know, well, you realize how I started getting all these uh, these better grades, and it seems like it's too good to be true. And Mr. Feeney asks him about it, and he's like, all right, I feel good. And he goes to stand up and, <laughs> and walk away, and Feeney tells him to sit down. And he admits to cheating, and he goes, let me get this straight. You had the answers to the test. You only got an A-. minus." He was like, I, I sneezed a couple of them off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which I can't imagine. Like, Can you imagine like having like the panic that would go through your mind if you sneezed off something or you coughed or accidentally spit in your hand and <laughs> realized it? Yeah. Yeah. So when I did cheat on the test, I always made sure I got a couple of wrong, like every couple of like answers, just so it's like not obvious that I'm a hundred percent. It's just like, oh no, he yeah. he get, he gets genuinely it. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, he must have worked really hard to get that B minus. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I intentionally missed eighteen percent of the of the <laughs> of the test. <laughs> but he, uh, Feeney, just explained or. Eric explains to Feeney that, you know, there's no deeper to him. He's just an average kid. And Feeney does not accept that as an answer, which we do see a lot more from Feeney as the show goes on. Just not accepting that these kids that he's known for their entire life are just average kids. Mm -hmm. 
And he explains to them that it's just Europe and those are just beaches. But unless you know about the war that took place on that beach for those women who are on there now to run free, he's like, then you would appreciate it. And then Eric goes, ah, that was T. I put Q. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but then Tori comes in. Uh, Feeney tells her that, you know, Eric is pretty much uh, admitted to cheating. And she jumps to the conclusions because when Feeney asks who gave him the, the answers, he said it was a kid who took it took the class last year somebody graduated so you can't punish him mm-hmm. but tori rats on herself uh feeney's disappointed in her because she saw no potential and she saw no potential in eric feeney tells tori that she doesn't respect eric uh, but he's willing to give her a second chance and not just because she's a pretty girl who's had to work twice as hard as everyone else yeah so it, it, Feeney did see the good that's in her and realizes that she just lost her own way. Mm-hmm. And this scene right here, I would believe is the Mr. Feeney lesson of the week where the only thing that limits you is your laziness because. <laughs> <laughs> and they agree. <laughs> um, Indiana bones. <laughs> um so yeah <laughs> where was i the only thing that limits you is your laziness and that's just goes to show you that uh because mr feeney really believed in eric he goes i know you if you try hard you can like achieve you know really great grades and so mr feeney believed in him and then just mr feeney wanted eric to believe in himself because eric was just like no, I, I'm just dumb. I'm not going to get this. I, I'm just, I'm not an average student. I'm a below average student. I, this is stuff I just don't get. And then Mr. Feeney, and like from what we've seen with Mr. Feeney and Eric up until this point, and what we're going to eventually see with Mr. Feeney and Eric is that Mr. Feeney really believes in Eric, and he knows that Eric knows what he's doing. And we'll see later on like how different way of thinking and how actually brilliant eric is yeah it's just eric needs to believe in himself and then that's what i would probably argue say that the overall lesson of this episode is is just believe in yourself don't limit yourself just go higher believe that you can do more yeah i uh i don't know if we're going to do a girl meets world like the final episode of girl meets world like mm-hmm. if we'll do an episode on that, but we do kind of see the perfect end to their relationship in, in that you, you would think at the, the last episode of boy meets world really put a nice bow on, on their relationship, but Eric being the goofy person that he turns into looking at Mr. Feeney at the end of it. And he's like, I'm not talking to you and I'm not talking to you. And then yelling's like, he goes, well, God, and Mr. Feeney yells out. And he's like, I taught you everything you know. And then Eric yells, then how come I don't know anything? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're definitely going to see Feeney and Eric's bond um, greatly, greatly, greatly get closer as, as the show goes on, uh, mm-hmm. especially to a, a couple of points where they'll bring you to, damn near to tears. Yeah. Uh, but Eric tells him that he's looking forward to summer school with Mr. Feeney. Nice little thing there at the end. Yeah. We That's come a back... nice warm moment yeah. where he goes, where he just accepts that he's going to take the, uh, this summer school. Uh, and you see Mr. Feeney respected him too, for doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. 
So we cut back to the uh, to Corey's room. Topanga comes in there to see Corey. She tells him she figured out who's Corey's been kissing on, and it was Steve Nelson. Uh, <laughs> Steve Nelson sneezed He's on Corey. zero. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's when Corey goes, that's right. Yeah, Steve Nelson did, did sneeze on me after I was making out with Julie or whatever the chick's name was. And then <laughs> Topanga's acting really jealous, and he just wants Topanga to, Topanga to admit that she likes him. And she looks at him. She goes, fine, I like you. You know that I like you. Do you like me? And Corey says, okay, Topanga, the way I feel about you, the way I truly feel about you, and he passes out again. (laughs) (laughs) So Topanga tells him that she hates him and storms out. And uh, just Corey immediately sits back up, and he's got the 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 squarmy little shit face <laughs> smile. Yeah. I I loved it. What a great yeah. way to end that episode. IMDb gave this episode seven point eight out of ten. This wasn't an incredible episode, but I'm going to give it an eight. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'll side with you on that. I'll give. I'll stick with a solid eight. Disney Plus. We mentioned earlier that you have a complaint against me. My complaint is against Disney Plus because before we were look talk when we were talking about what episodes we're doing and we said oh we're doing by hook or crook this week I looked up Disney Plus that says Eric discovers the value of personal integrity. There's no Fucking, way I would have remembered that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no what way I would have told you what episode that was. Just say Eric cheats on a test from a pretty girl. That one gets it, or the one where Corey gets mono. I know the episode. If you say the one where Corey gets mono, way better than Eric discovers the value of personal integrity. Mr. Turner's bike gets ran over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Turner Tur- steals <laughs> bottles. <little kid. laughs> <He> steals- <laughs> that, that should have been the Disney Plus description. They're starving children in the streets of Philadelphia. Uh, <laughs> So that's it. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Mark and Dan Meets World. Please subscribe wherever you're listening to us at. Like us on Facebook, Mark and Dan Meets World. Follow us on Twitter at Mark and Dan Meets World. Next week, we are talking about Season 2, Episode 19, Wrong Side of the Tracks. Another very fun episode that we're going to get around to talking about here. But until then, for Mark, I'm Dan. Have a good night. Do good. Mark and Dan. Mark and Dan Podcast Mark and Dan